for today's podcast, I will have a special guest joining me. My dear friend, fellow woman of God, sister in Christ, and all-around woman warrior, Miss Patrice Hunt. She and I have been in friendship now for over nine years, and I am so excited that she is joining me for today's conversation. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I so appreciate your listening in to today's episode. So, as usual, you know that I always spend time in contemplation about the things that I want to talk about. And the topic of conversation for today is going to be the whole concept of faith and preparedness. Now, if you will recall, in previous podcast episodes, we've been discussing the differences between specific words that I believe in general are very relevant to the walk of a believer. And so for today, as we kind of delve into the subjects of both faith and preparedness, I kind of wanted to spend some time just expounding upon how it is that I personally feel that while these two things are similar, they are also at the same time very different. And by that I mean that our faith works our preparedness, and we in turn prepare in faith because we believe. So in that vein, I'd like to kind of give you some feedback and thought on a scripture that I feel will help us to flesh out what it is that we're going to be talking about today. And that is the scripture taken from Jeremiah 29:11, the New International Version. It reads as follows. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. Now, the reason why I believe that that specific scripture is very relevant to what we are talking about today, or what we will be talking about, rather, is because the scripture is talking about God's plan, right? And how is it that God's plan is actually effectuated in our lives. God's plan is tends to be, rather, or is effectuated in our lives, due in large part to our ability to stay in faith and trust that God is competent enough to make those decisions and choices for us. And so by that I mean we believe in God, we put our faith and trust in God, that He knows what is best for us. And because we do that, we are trusting any plan that he has designed that is associated with our lives. And so when we go to him and we seek him out in faith for instruction on how to move and what to do to effectuate the plan that he has already preordained for our lives, we are moving in faith. But in turn, when we get responses, right, when we get answers, when God gives us a word on what to do to effectuate the plan that he has already put into place for us, we in turn respond to that instruction 
by preparing in faith because we believe that we have not only heard from God, but because we trust him, we are trusting that if we do exactly what he tells us to do in preparation for what is to come, he will definitely and assuredly make that thing manifest. And so in keeping in this vein, as I circle back to the whole reason for my wanting to have this conversation today, I have to touch upon the fact that the reason why I wanted to open up my call on today and have conversation and invite one of my fellow women of God onto this call is because I truly believe that she is a very good real-life tangible example of what faith and preparedness look like, both separately and individually, but then collectively how they work together. Because one can move in faith, right, because you trust God, but in order to move in faith, there is always going to be an element of preparedness that may be required. But preparing doesn't always necessarily look like the idea of just believing in God. It always starts with how we think about it, but then the preparing piece is the action that follows the belief in how we think about it and our belief that God is capable. So in circling back to the introduction of my very dear friend, without further ado, I'd like to jump right into my conversation with her. As I said before, my dear friend, Ms. Patrice Hunt, is joining me on today to talk about faith and preparedness. Patrice is a wife, a mother, servant of God, and one who, again, can attest to how both faith and preparedness look like in the life of a fellow believer. To that end, because, again, I believe in presenting and bringing to this podcast real-life tangible examples of some of the things that I talk about, Patrice has put both her faith and preparedness to work, as she has actually recently written a book that is now being edited for publishing in the very near future. So I'd like to welcome my friend, Miss Patrice, to the call. Welcome, Patrice. Thank you for joining me on today. Thank you, Keisha, for having me. I'm kind of excited, kind of nervous. <laughs> Please don't be nervous. Please don't be nervous. Just let the Holy Spirit use you. Let God flow through you. I am more than competent that you will respond accordingly. So, you know, I just want to go ahead and kind of move a little bit into some of the questions that I have for you about the whole idea of faith and preparedness. And so to begin, I'd just like to get your thoughts on what it means to you, because I've already kind of given you all a little bit about what I think it means to me. But tell me, Patrice, what it means to you to function in faith. Well, I believe, first of all, you know, faith is having complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And actually in my book, I talk about how I run. I run about three times a week and I run about three miles each time. And it's this tree that I go by every day, every time that I run. And I always see this tree and it's like towering over everything around it. And I'm, and I, in my book, I referenced how that tree is not 
um, wavered. It's not affected by the changes that's going on around it. It's still strong. And I was just saying in my book that I wanted to have that kind of confidence and that kind of trust. And so what I also remembered is that I went back and talked about the difference between trust and confidence and how in the beginning of my relationship with God, I had trust in him because trust is when you have no evidence but trusting that something is going to happen and you believe in it, but you have no evidence. But confidence, on the other hand, is having assurance based on your past experiences. And so because I have the assurance based on my past experiences with God, I have faith in him. I have confidence in him. And so to function in that confidence and faith is just trusting and believing and having confidence that no matter where he asks me to go, or what he has me to do, that he's going to prepare and he's going to fix it and he's going to make it work. And I think it's so interesting that your scripture that you chose for this is Jeremiah 29 and 11. That is literally my favorite scripture. If anybody asks, I always quote that scripture because it's just so telling and it's just such a prophetic word about God and how he loves us and what he does for us. And so to me, to function in faith is just taking that word from him saying he knows his plans for our future. He knows what he wants for us. Taking that and having trust and confidence in him that that's what he's going to bring to pass. That's what I think a function of faith is. I heard you touch upon two things, trust and confidence. And I just to add to that, both are indicative of the demonstration of faith, right? We cannot exercise faith in God without having a level and degree of trust that he is exactly who he says he is. We cannot exercise faith in God without likewise having a level of confidence in our belief that when we seek after him, he is going to respond and do exactly what his word promises and assures us that he will do. So I love the fact that you brought those two words into your response on what it is to, you know, function in faith. So I appreciate that and thank you for that response. So you kind of given me a little bit of your general idea on faith and even gave us a little bit of a peekaboo glimpse into your book. I'm like, hold on, Patrice, don't give up all the goods just yet. We know we're going to get <laughs> Sorry. I want you to wait a minute now. So I appreciate you kind of expounding on what you think about faith. So now, because we're also talking about preparedness, tell me what it means to you to be in a state of preparedness. To be in a state of preparedness is really to be in a state of readiness. And when I I looked up the definition of preparedness, it says a state of readiness, especially for war. And I think that that is so interesting because we are constantly on a battlefield. You know, this life that we live, we're constantly fighting against the principalities and the evilness that is trying to infringe and the devil who is trying to take over and try to win us over to his side. And so to be prepared is to really be ready for use for God. To be prepared is to really be willing to put your faith into action. It's putting your faith to work. Preparedness, that's, that's in essence what it is. It's preparedness is putting your faith in action. And I just, I, I have this analogy, like if you have faith, but you don't have preparedness, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like a couple of weeks ago, the lottery was like at a billion dollars or whatever. I never play the lottery. But anytime it gets um, into like the three-digit millions numbers, I always like to say, oh, if I won the lottery, I'd do this. Oh, if I won the lottery, I'd do that. I never play. Having faith 
without preparedness is like that. Like, oh, I would love to do that. That seems like a great idea, but I never actually went to go buy the ticket. So therefore, I'm not preparing to win the lottery. I'm just guesstimating and saying, oh, it would be nice if that happens. That's the same thing with our faith in God. If we can say all day that we have faith in God, we have faith in God, we have faith in God. But if God says, I need you to quit this job and he doesn't give you another one, and you're like, oh, I have faith, but I don't have that much faith. You're not putting your faith into work, and therefore you're not being prepared, being in a state of readiness to be used by him. I hear you. I hear you. I like that. I like that. Okay, so can I just say that I love the way that you say you looked up the word preparedness and that it said to kind of prepare, be ready, like, for a state of war. In my mind, immediately, you know, I couldn't think of a better word than war, as you just mentioned a minute ago, just to kind of describe the overall idea of the type of mental challenges sometimes that believers face in working to not only maintain their faith, but the level of faith necessary to prepare in faith, right? To me, that mental challenge is like sometimes a mental battle. And when I say mental battle, I am literally talking about a battle between what your will is in the situation versus what you believe that God's will is in the situation or how you want the situation to work versus how God may want it to work. In either case, it really comes down to a battle of wills, your way versus trying to do it or submitting to God's way. And so I couldn't think of a better word to describe that back and forth that may take place a lot of times unintentionally without us even realizing that we are engaging in that level of back and forth when we are actually working to try to maintain a level of faith. And it's very easy to fall into that back and forth battle, that back and forth war, when whatever it is that we are seeking God out in faith for is not readily available to us. It's not readily apparent. It's not something that we can reach out and grab. It's something that we either have to work toward or something that we may have to wait for. When we want to be rescued from a situation, we tend to want to be rescued right away. No one wants to sit in an uncomfortable situation for a long period of time. But I have found in my own personal experiences, and I know you referenced some of your own personal experiences in your book, which we'll be talking about later, that it is only in those situations that that faith and that requirement of faith, to me, is truly in a situation where, you know, we're, we're required to exercise it. And it's not only about exercising the trust, it's about trying to do what God is telling you to do, because you're trying to also prepare in faith without any evidence of, of the manifestation of or the result, rather, of what he's telling you to do. You gave a very good analogy. God tells you to quit your job. You ask him what to do because you're not sure about next steps and next decisions, and he says quit your job. But in your mind, you're thinking you're telling me to quit this job, but I don't have a job to go to. So do I trust you enough? And then in trusting you to quit this job, do I already start preparing in faith for the next thing because I'm trusting that when I give up this one, you're going to give me something else? Or do I stick this out because I'm not ready to walk away because I can't see the next thing that's coming as a result of me doing what you're telling me to do right now? And that is a very good example of that that battle of wheels because most people, I don't know anybody that does, 
most people do not willingly ever want to be put in an uncomfortable situation. But I will say to anyone listening on this call that it is only in the most uncomfortable situations or or uncomfortable situations, rather, that our faith is yet and still perfected. Your faith will never be perfected in a situation where everything is perfect. Everything is status quo. It's flowing the way you want it. It is not until the things start, and I hate to say fall apart, but that's the best word choice that I can think of. It's not until things start to look differently. It's not until they start to become uncomfortable that we are then put in a position to lean more heavily into and upon God. And I would dare say that any time God is seeking us out to grow, and to develop, there will be a requirement for us to possibly have to experience some level of uncomfortableness in order for him to elevate us and grow us. Because at the end of the day, the goal is always to grow in faith so that you consequently grow closer to him. And so when we're functioning in a state of preparedness, that that need to grow in faith is directly connected to us in turn wanting to hear from God and then being obedient so that whatever he's telling us to do, we can likewise prepare in faith to move on when he tells us to move on it. So I absolutely agree with you that in order to function in that state of preparedness, you have to be ready to battle because you have to be ready to battle against your own will and your own self-interest in relationship to doing what God may be telling you to do, particularly when his instruction is not one that sits well with you by way of keeping you in a place of comfort. And so I thank you for that response, Patrice, and kind of bringing in that whole idea of battling and warring because it's the daily walk of a believer, it's a daily challenge. It's a daily battle. I hate to use such a harsh word, but it is. It's a daily thing for us to work at staying in faith. And I say staying in faith because obviously faith, as you also said, Patrice, is an action word. It's an activity word. It's a doing word, right? The Bible says mm-hmm. faith without works Why does the Bible say that? Because the evidence of our faith is demonstrated by how we respond, what we do, what we say, what we think, how we pour out, what comes out of us that demonstrates that we are trusting and believing in God. So I was just going to say, like, you know, they always say exercise your faith. The main thing you do when you exercise, like if you're lifting weights, that's not comfortable. If you're lifting, if I have five pound weights, and I'm lifting five-pound weights for six months, I'm not going to see any kind of increase in my muscle strength. But if I go and mature from five pounds to 10 pounds to 15 pounds to 20 pounds, every step of the way, each increase is harder and harder and harder. But the more I do it, my ability to sustain that is increased, which means the more that I lift these 20 pounds, the easier it will be for me to lift these 20 pounds. So when you're exercising your faith, what happens? is God will bring you through this, put you through this, allow you to experience this, because the next time that hurdle is going to be higher for you to jump, that that weight is going to be heavier for you to pick up. And so what you need to do is to enjoy that time when you're exercising your faith in the fives and the tens, because the twenties are coming. But you also have to take that experience from the fives and the tens and trust and have confidence that God will sustain you to lift the twenties. I love that. That is an excellent analogy about the stretch in faith and how God stretches 
stretches us, which forces us in turn to grow. I love that. Excellent analogy there. Because at the outset of this podcast episode, I was talking about how, um, you know, we are functioning or rather not functioning, but discussing the differences between faith and preparedness. And, And I think you and I have kind of done that a little bit, like breaking them out separately, but also understanding there are similarities between the two things, too. And I think it's fair to say that they kind of go hand in hand, one being that clearly, you know, faith is the process, it's the mental aspect that's required. Preparedness is the actual action itself, right, the responsive action. So they are different, right? But by the same token, Mm -hmm. they're similar because you can't do one without follow-up of the other because the other is what evidences the first. You can't have this faith without a level or element of preparedness, because preparedness or the active state of preparing is what demonstrates or evidences your faith. And so I just wanted to ask you, you know, if you agreed with that, that whole lot of thinking that I'm kind of speaking to now, and if so, you know, get a little bit more there for me, if you don't mind. I definitely agree that it's kind of like you can't have one without the other, like you said, because as the scripture you quoted before, because faith without works is dead. And it's not because you have to work to have your faith. It's because your faith is evident in your works. And so if I constantly um, come to a situation where I say I have faith, I say I have faith, I say I have faith, but all I am doing is saying I have faith, do I really have faith? So it's like, if I prepare, but if I say I have faith and you see me walking in that faith, preparing in that faith to prepare is to make something ready for use. So if I'm, if I'm making myself ready to be used by God, that's the example. That's the outward expression of my faith. I'm going to put myself, I'm going to get into a posture of being ready to be used by God. And so you can if you don't have faith, you're not going to prepare. And if you're not preparing, do you really have faith? So I definitely agree with you on that because I feel like, like you said, you can't have one without the other. Faith is definitely evident. Preparedness is evident, evidence of your faith. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for that, Patrice. You know, I really appreciate your espousing on, you know, the differences yet at the same time, similarities between faith and preparedness. You know, I think that that this dialogue and discussion was a very good way for us to kind of start our general conversation about the topic. And, you know, what I'd like to do is go ahead and let our listeners know that we're at time for today's episode. And I'm going to end this, this episode a little differently than I usually do because I usually end with a tidbit to chew on. But since there is a part two coming, what I'm going to ask everyone to do is just tune in on next week to hear part two as Patrice and I continue to kind of talk about the whole concept of faith and preparedness. But this time, I want to delve a little bit more into the book that I mentioned that she has written that I believe is a very good example of these very two words that we've been talking about this entire time. So on that note, what I'd like you to do is tune in on next week because I promise you there'll be a tidbit to chew in at the end of that episode, and i love to have you come back and listen in. So for today, I'm just going to say thank you so much. As always, God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and mostly and importantly, keep 
seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.